The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility gaming resources welcome back to indianapolis this is the acme packing company podcast once again coming to you from indy tex western tyler brook still alive still alive we we managed to to make it to thursday afternoon so we got that going for us um day three uh we got offensive linemen running backs uh, available to the media and then we've got measurements and workouts for quarterbacks receivers and tight ends going on today uh, full disclosure, we are recording this before workouts begin, so we have measurements for uh, the receivers, um, height, weight, etc. We'll get to that in a little bit, um, but by the time you hear this, the, the workouts will have already concluded, so we'll touch on some of that tomorrow um, in, in the pod for day four. But uh, starting off with the offensive linemen, um, that was the first group available to the to the media this morning, and great group. Fun yeah, group. yeah. The the personalities of, of offensive linemen are always just a blast. But um, you mentioned Icky from North, North Carolina State. Everyone got done with that presser and was like, he might go number one, and no one's going to be surprised. Uh, he was easily, without question, of all the guys we've talked to the past few days, uh, he was the most charismatic. It wasn't close. Yep. Uh, he opened up a little bit about having like a, a being a huge Broadway musical fan, uh, being in honors choir in high school, all this stuff. There, people were trying to get him to sing. Um, <laughs> just seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, yeah, like you said, the energy was just infectious, and it's one of those guys like he may not be as polished as Evan Neal. But it's the Jaguars, right? Like, they could fall in love with this guy in the interviews and take him number one. Right, yeah. So, again, that's Iki Iquanu from NC State. Yeah, um, yeah that it's he's a surefire top five pick, it feels yeah. like, right now. But, yeah, the momentum and the buzz that, that we were hearing was all about him as, as the top guy at this point. If you want a Calicio Semele that can play some tackle, like, that's the best way to put him. And it's so funny hearing him talk, knowing how nasty and he is on the field. <laughs> To just be this completely different guy. We saw a lot of that with these offensive tackles. Yep. Yeah, these guys definitely have a switch that flips once they get on the field. Another one who kind of was the same way uh, to me, personality-wise, a little bit, was Bernhard Ryman. Yeah. Uh, he's a uh, Austrian initially. Came over to the U.S. as an exchange student and started playing football. Um, so so from the Vienna area, he's, he played some club football for the Vienna Vikings when he was younger. Um, but, uh, so he's a, he's an offensive tackle prospect out of central Michigan. Started off as a tight end, uh, at two, seasons. two years at tight end and then, uh, moved to, to offensive tackle for the 2020 season. So he's only got two years of playing tackle behind him. And one of those was the COVID year. So definitely going to be raw, but you can see the, the talents and the, the, the athletic ability that he has. 
and he's again it's just a fun story he uh somebody opened up uh asking him how he how to pronounce his last name and he basically said uh, whatever it's, you want <laughs> yeah it's rhyming but whatever you want it's okay <laughs> but yeah he was he was a great uh a great interview we'll, we'll probably have a write-up coming up on on him at some point in the next couple days i very much appreciated his answer we were talking about pass sets and going from yeah. You know, playing forward and running routes to, you know, having to drop backwards. And he gave a really nice response about that was very intricate, just about how difficult it is to get your steps right and the technique that goes into it because it's a completely different position. Uh, but I wanted, I, obviously, because it's not a conversation, right? It's a press conference. I will say, when you turn on the tape on him, his footwork is excellent. Yeah. So it's quite impressive to see where he's come. Nice. Yeah. And, and again, I think he's he's a guy that you project based on, you know, his his very limited time playing that position. I'm very high on him. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I think Jeremiah has him in the 30s right now on his new big board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he could see, you know, maybe sneak mm-hmm. into the back mm-hmm. end of the first round or, you know, early early day two as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Nick Pitch- Nicholas Petit Frere from Ohio State was was someone who really stood out to you too. Oh my gosh, this guy very long winded answers, which you know sometimes can be a little too much, but you would just tell like how bright that kid was. Yeah. Uh, very uh, very articulate, was just like talking uh, talking your ear off about whatever you wanted to hear about. Um, he had a very interesting story, some stuff I did not know. He was very aware, like you know, a lot of you guys are not Ohio State media, but like I only child, single mom. Talks about how important like his mom was in his development. Uh, he did not take the Michigan loss well this year. <laughs> Talk, he talked a lot about that and what that meant to him, uh, especially because that was not one of his best games. Um, but, yeah, he seems like a really bright guy. I like his positional versatility because he kind of played all over the line at Ohio State. Um, it, it's someone to keep an eye on in uh, the day twos. I think uh, it's, a deep, it's a very deep tackle class, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but he is one of those guys I think I might be a bit higher on the most. But I think the general consensus is that he's a day two guy at some point in there. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, any other offensive linemen that jumped out? I'm trying to think of. Evan Neal's a big boy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he Aquanu is thick, but like Evan Neal is a, a large person, and he's just like I don't know how to describe it. Six seven does not look beefy. He's just solid. Well, and he, dense. He he doesn't look like he's 337 pounds or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, just the way he carries that weight. I mean, chiseled, I think, is the word you used earlier to, to describe him. He's not like Daniel Falele, who is just this absolute mountain of a man, the the 6'9 uh, tackle from Minnesota. Uh, Falele, I think he said he, he came into Minnesota at like 4'10", and has slimmed down to play at about 370 this past season. I didn't um, know him and uh, Evan Neal were teammates at IMG either. So. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, yeah. I think Evan Neal brought that up, and he was like, when Falele came in, <laughs> he was like, who's that NFL guy here? trying to?" And he had, I think he was a senior in high school at the time. Wow. Like, that's how big of a guy he is. It was... Uh, he, I like. I appreciate that he stayed, didn't sit, and you just see just the size. Yep. It was actually pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, then moving on to the running backs, um, the the first guy I want to mention, uh, we're, we're going to have to give out some like combine superlatives by the end of the, the, the yeah. week here, but without question, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco uh, from running or from Rutgers, the running back, definitely gets the award for me for most stylish guy. Yeah, because he dress. showed up. He showed up at the podium wearing Gucci sunglasses um, and a you know a pretty big gold chain, and and yeah, he definitely was making a statement and, and kind of trying to stand out a little bit. Uh, 
I would. I did not know who he was, and so I had to look no. him up. And but like, it actually was kind of genius because uh, <laughs> people started going over there. Like, they had some questions. I asked him. I was like, "Is this inspired by Aaron Jones at all?" Because you know he wears the Oakleys on the sideline. He laughed and went, "No, I'm just trying to get sponsored by Gucci." And I was like, <laughs> "I kind of respect that, I guess." All right. Well, then Damian Pierce, the Florida guy, you're big Loved on him. too. Yeah. So I watched him a couple weeks ago, and like I like running backs that you know show some flashes but don't have the mileage on them. We kind of talked about it. it's like buying a used car when it's you know evaluating running back prospects. Not a lot of mileage on him. He was hilarious, man. Um, just very candid with every answer. Yeah. Someone asked him, was like, "Hey, what would you tell your younger self if you give them any advice?" He was just like, "Get some sleep, <laughs> take some naps. It'd be great." Uh, he clearly, like, every like, one of the things we talked about, I think we talked about it yesterday, was just, I get sick of people asking, did you meet with this team? Did you meet with this team? Did you meet with this team? And every time everyone asked, he was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just kept smiling. He just, like, clearly was like, yeah, we meet with everyone, so yeah, I've met with them. And he never expanded upon it. Uh, Mike Tanier from Football Outsiders was asking, I guess he's got three, um, I think it's pit bulls or something like that. Yeah. Um, Asking him all about them, so he's open up about his dogs. Uh, he he's a character man. Uh, as far as like the Jamal Williams of this running back class, it felt like it was Damian Pierce to me. Yeah. The other guys, like it's something you kind of knew going in. The offensive linemen are always characters. The running backs are usually pretty boring, but when you can find those running backs that have a little character to them, they're always fun. Yep, for sure. Yeah, one of the things that I'm trying to work on is um, something talking about pass blocking for for running backs. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's such a such a big deal at the NFL level. Um, so I was asking a number of these guys, you know, what their approach to pass blocking is and, and kind of how they've, how they've grown in that, that area. And I mean, not surprisingly, the big common thread is just, it's an attitude. It's a want to thing. But I think I heard five different guys use the phrase, be the hammer, not the nail, um, about, uh, about either being mostly about pass blocking. One, one, I guess said that in relation to, um, just running physical between the tackles, but still, um, especially some of these bigger guys, that uh, you know that really mix it up and get physical, especially again as pass blockers. Um, it was just so funny to hear that same line repeated yeah. over and over again today by so many different guys. I'll give another shout out uh, to Kennedy Brooks out of Oklahoma because I remember him just being a productive back, but like I haven't watched him on tape yet, right? Uh, but he was a lot of fun. He immediately uh, I had just missed it, but apparently he accidentally let an f bomb out the first the first thing he said on the <laughs> presser. So that was just uh, I was just talking to him. He was just. Very excited to be there. It was very friendly. Um, not a whole bunch of people were talking to him, but he. Uh, well, we also got an on record that fullbacks do matter. <laughs> His best friend on the team was Oklahoma's fullback, so he's making sure to give. Oh my gosh, how do I not know the guy's name? I'm blanking on the guy's <laughs> name. That is a uh, that is not great from you know the guy whose entire brand is fullbacks, but he was giving his guy some love. Uh, and yeah, we can confirm now officially that fullbacks do matter. <laughs> yep. Well. After we get uh, got through the running backs, we started seeing the measurements roll in for the wide receivers. Um, Packers obviously have a type, the big body guys that they've uh, they've seemed to really really prefer. Um, can't remember the last time they drafted a, a wide receiver under two hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, it's been decade plus at this point. But yeah, some some big takeaways from from the measurements that you've got. Yeah, so obviously I just have a list pulled up because um, I'm not going to remember all these off the top of my head. <laughs> obviously everyone wants to know about Traylon Burks and his hand size. This was actually probably the most... This everyone's, talking about, everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett. We knew it was going to be in the eights. Yeah. Uh, Traylon Burks we thought was going to be 11 inches. It was 9 and 7 eighths, which honestly is still quite large, but uh, I'm convinced this is a lie. I'm now even more convinced that this test is a fraud because you, can, you can't uh, get by with 
the hand masseuses and whatever. Yeah, it's it is a, a very much a test of flexibility, not truly hand size. Yeah. And when we're, I mean, he said he he has to wear custom four X gloves. Uh, something just doesn't quite add up with with that number. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like yeah, good size six o or six two two twenty five. But he ain't blasting to 28, guys. No. That that guy is an impressive human being. Um, as far as, you know, Garrett Wilson came in just under 6 feet, which is a little shorter than they expected. 183, again, a guy I think that's going to be gone before the Packers. Olave is the big one that, you know, this is where it gets a little tricky. Yep. Uh, he did come in around 6 feet, uh, but 187. So as smooth as he is, as interesting of a prospect, we all like him. Uh, it, it's teetering, in my opinion. Yep. I don't know... I haven't seen much of him in the run blocking game either, so um, that's kind of a yeah. it's a Trevor Davis build, right? Like Davis mm, was about six yeah. one, one ninety, um, and that's right about where where Olave came in, and, and I kind of see a similarity there with just the way that they're built. Obviously, they're they're different players, and, and Olave is much more refined as a receiver than Davis was, but uh, that's at least the physical comp that, yeah. that jumps out to me. Speaking of body types, you know, we brought it on before recording. You know, we saw David Bell came in at six one two twelve. And you said that's pretty much exactly what the frame of Devontae Adams has. Yep. Uh, and that's a guy that, you know, it, maybe not late first, but if he's in there in the second, they want to trade up to get a guy like him. Uh, even as a Hoosier, it pains me to say, <laughs> I like the Purdue wide receiver. He's quite good. Yeah, that uh, tons of production at Purdue. Um, he was was obviously their their big driver of that offense this, this season, even last season to, to some extent. So um, yeah, I think the I think some of those comps. I mean, he's he's a big physical guy, mm-hmm. um, does do a good job creating separation. So you could do worse as a comp than <laughs> than Devonte. All right, are you ready for George Pickens? Let's let's do it. Six three one ninety five. So he's like right on the edge there. Yeah. Do you think they uh, do you think they'd go under just for a guy like that with that kind of mentality? I I, th- I think there's at least a possibility. Um, the want to the effort that that he gives. As a blocker, you know, mixing it up, um, he plays bigger than than one ninety five yeah. at least to to me. He, uh, I just imagine Lafleur being like, I don't care if he's five pounds light. <laughs> you better draft this guy or quit. Yep. Um, another guy, guys, we want to hear about is obviously uh, Justin Ross, six four two oh five. So he definitely meets the thresholds. Yep. Justice will be elated to hear that. One. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm just trying to look through here. I mean, the one that makes me laugh. Wandale Robinson, wasn't this guy listed like 5'10", 5'11", in Kentucky? I think so, yeah. Comes in at 5'8", 174. Yeah, um, those, those are, we all know that colleges inflate the measurements a little bit on some of these guys, but but coming in a full two or three inches short is is just a little brutal. Someone did a study, I think, of like their specific schools where you can actually know if they're going to inflate yeah. them or not. I mean, didn't they list Randall Cobb at six foot back in the day? Like, <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um... I saw, I'm looking for the list, but uh, Jamison Williams, who tore his ACL in the national championship, uh, six, one and a half, which is good to see, but wow. 179 pounds. So Packers fans Ooh. that want uh, Jamison and you think it could be a steal in the late rounds, like, not only is he small, but the tape as run blocker was not, it was bad. Yeah, I think you can pretty safely take Williams off the board, at least as far as Green Bay is concerned. Somebody is going to grab him and, you know, maybe in a different scheme uh, once he gets healthy. Probably going to have a pretty damn good receiver, but yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be Green Bay. I, I think that's everyone. You know, Mechie's 5'11", 187, and he does put in effort, but could be a little under. Uh, my guy, Jahan Dotson, um, 
I think it was 5'11", 178, I yeah. believe. Yeah, that's right in that right. range. So, again, a, a little a little on the smaller side. I mean, the Packers did take a shorter receiver last year in Amari Rodgers, but the thing to remember is even though he was 5'9 half, he was also 212 pounds. It's thick. Yeah. Two Cs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're... you're the the height might be a little bit of a, a little more flexible, but um, yeah, I think the I, I I just don't see the Packers doing much below much below two hundred, and it's got to be somebody that that you know plays bigger than that size if they are going to dip you know into the one nineties. Yeah, I think the guys that you're going to keep an eye on are Pickens, yeah. Justin Ross, and David Bell. So if you're just like looking for a couple names that maybe you haven't watched, those three are probably the the surefire ones that are realistically going to be in that draft range that meet the meet the measurables. Uh, and potentially could slide to the second round since we know not to hope for a first-round wide receivers. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting to see how those guys all work out this evening. Yeah. Um, again, we'll we'll have some takeaways from the, the receiver workouts uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's pod. But um, yeah, those are the three guy, three of the guys, along with along with Burks, because I think he's going to run well. Um, again, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near 28. But we can keep manifesting it, man. I'm okay with it. We can all jump <laughs> on. If Traylon Burks falls to 28 and the Packers snag him, I'm. Oh. You're not going to hear me complaining. No, for sure. But All right, well, tomorrow, uh, Friday at the Combine, we've got the edge rushers and the linebackers. So it'll be a big day of, of guys to talk to uh, in the media availability. Uh, and then we'll have linemen, or offensive linemen and running back workouts and measurements as well going on in the evening. So, again, everything will be uh, televised on NFL Network starting at 4 p.m. Um, and then, yeah, make sure to bring it back here. We'll uh, we'll let you know what we think of this this very talented, very deep class of pass rushers, which I think both you and I believe uh, is probably the position that ends up being the pick at 28 for the Packers. Well, I mean, I, on my big board, so many of my top guys are all edge rushers. It's just kind of insane how many of their, their options are. Or even some of these D linemen that can play D end or on the edge. Yep. Uh, I'm, I cannot wait to talk to some of these guys. I mean, we were looking through the list. I'm like, there's... Probably every time slot, there's a few guys I want to hear from. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to be probably asking some questions about setting the edge because mm-hmm. everyone wants to talk about sacks and numbers like that. Um, and I'm going to keep hammering that. If Preston Smith is gone, they need someone like that, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, keep it here at Acne Packing Company. We'll keep you posted. Uh, hit us up on the social, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Go Pack Go.